Good morning, good morning. There I am, what's up? How's it going, Heritage? How are we doing this morning? Well, as Jeremiah said, my name is Matt. I get to work on our creative team here at Heritage. Uh, I actually, I wasn't bald before last week, but they said, do you want to preach? And I said, sure, and shave my head, because that's the, the trend, so... Uh, I love being on, on the team here. As Jeremiah said, I get to uh, create videos, create graphics, play on our worship team, um, and I love what I get to do. It is such a fun job, but more than that, I love the team that I get to work with. We have such an awesome team here at Heritage, and uh, our Christmas Eve services, how many of you were able to come to those Christmas Eve services? Weren't those incredible? That was such a great time to be able to, to worship together to celebrate together. We actually had a team of people that put together 2,000 candy canes, like hand-tied these candy canes, which is just wild. 2,000 candy canes, that's a lot of sugar. Uh, so for you parents that your kids took home 10 candy canes, uh, have fun with that. Well, uh, I'm, I'm really excited to be able to be here to communicate with you this morning. I want to do a couple things before I get started, uh, really because I'm the one with the mic, so I get to do it. Like, uh, I want to thank a couple people, and uh, the first group of people I want to thank is actually the three people that have been leading the charge during this time of transition, and that's Pastor Steve, Pastor Jeremiah, and Pastor Chris. Like, the way that they have led our church in this season is so cool, and the way that they love our staff is just phenomenal. Like, as a, yeah. I'm so thankful for these guys and the way that they have poured into us. Like, me personally, they, they saw me and said, hey, like, you have potential and we want to call that out in you and have believed in me in ways that, like, not many people have. And that's really cool. Uh, the other person that I want to thank is the, the person who actually does the slides that are up on, on weekends. Uh, but that's not the only thing that she does. She is the assistant for our creative team, our worship arts department. Her name is Chrissy Wheeler. So what she does, yeah. So she, she puts together our slides every weekend. But more than that, what she does is uh, she helps to keep our whole creative team organized, which is a feat in itself. Like, I don't know how she does it, but uh, she manages to do it. I asked her the other day uh, if she was naturally a patient person or if that's something that she's had to grow in since she started working with us. And she looked at me and said, you know, I'm naturally patient, but God is growing us each in different ways, which is a really nice way of saying, y'all are testing my patience, and I'm naturally patient. So she's, she's awesome. She uh, serves in such cool ways. Uh, with that, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to jump into what I think God wants to say to us uh, this morning as we get ready to enter a new year. God, I thank you for uh, this group of people. I thank you for this church. I thank you for um, the opportunity to be able to, to uh, jump into your word, to worship together. God, I pray that you would speak through me, uh, that it would not be my words, but yours, and that you would do things that only you can do, uh, because you uh, are a God who can work miracles. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So uh, as we get ready to enter 2022, which is wild, like that's, like if you look at movies, I'm pretty sure 2022 is the year that like plan, uh, the apes take over the planet and like all of our cops become like half robot, half human, which is going to be really cool and I'm really looking forward to that. 
But uh, as we step into a new year, the thing that I want to talk about this morning is our focus, where we are fixing our focus. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm excited. So next week we get to start this series called Breakthrough, where we are focusing on prayer and asking God to do things that only God can do. And so that's going to be starting next week. Make sure you are here to be able to, to focus on that time of like asking God to do things, God-sized things. With that, I am going to uh, read. Uh, I, so I had a, a bunch of scripture. And if you look in, if you have a note guide, there is uh, a couple scriptures in there that I'm actually not going to hit this morning. Those you can use to kind of supplement what we're talking about. One is a parable, which is this uh, simple story with a spiritual truth in it that talks about uh, the focus of two guys and the ways that they prayed based on their focus. The other verse is saying, like, like the world can be crazy, but, like, God's got this. So that's a great verse to, uh, I don't know, tattoo on ourselves. We could just start with a sticky note instead of going as extreme to a tattoo. Let's start there, and uh, we'll go from that. But this morning, I want to read uh, just these two verses that we're kind of uh, we're going to stick in this morning, and it's this, Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2. I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. So if you guys would read that with me, actually, two verses. I tried to keep it simple this morning because, you know, we're all coming off of the post-Christmas. Uh, we're all tired. I'll say that. I am too. I, uh, you know, words aren't working. But if you would, uh, wouldn't mind reading this with me. So it says this, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. So uh, many of you might know that those two verses, they're, they're fairly common within uh, a lot of the rhetoric in the church. Uh, but that is a, a part of, of this section of scripture that is called the Songs of Ascent. So it is a psalm that is a part of the Songs of Ascent. And these Songs of Ascent, they go from Psalm 120 to 134. And so the people of Israel, the way that they would interact with these Songs of Ascent is they would actually sing these to themselves as they would go up to the city of Jerusalem for some festivals. So there's festivals three times a year. These songs of ascent would be uh, their soundtrack as they walked up to the city of Jerusalem for these festivals. The first festival was the, the Passover week, where they would celebrate the fact that God had brought them out of the land of Egypt where they were slaves into freedom. The second festival was the festival of Pentecost, where after God had brought them out of the land of Egypt into that freedom, that he also delivered them from the hands of the Egyptians as the Egyptians chased after them and said, now nah, we want our slaves back. God said, no, I'm taking them out of here. And then they passed through the Red Sea on dry land. And after that, God brought them to uh, this mountain, Mount Sinai, and gave them the Ten Commandments. And so the festival of Pentecost is to celebrate the time where God gave the people these Ten Commandments. And then the next festival is actually, it, it comes out of this moment where the people of Israel, they're at Mount Sinai, God is getting the Ten Commandments ready, but apparently he was taking longer than they wanted him to. So they, they made an idol, which is obviously what you do when something's taking too long. 
you make an idol and then you worship it. I mean, they, they were, to be fair, they were coming from a context where there were a ton of different gods. So in that moment, they didn't know where to look. So they built for themselves an idol. And because of that, because of their impatience, they had to wait 40 years before they could enter the promised land. And so if you're a parent and you need some kind of ammunition, you can use that if your children are impatient. You can say, your PlayStation is gone for 40 years, and you will get it back after that period. Let me know if it works. I'm not a parent, but like, it seems extreme, but you know, if you want to try it, go for it. But there's those, these three festivals that the people of Israel would participate in. They'd be coming from all around the region going to the city of Jerusalem to participate. And as they were going, they would be singing these songs of ascent. And so to give us a little context about where they would be, here's a picture of the surrounding area around Jerusalem. That red blob in the center is the city of Jerusalem. As you can see, all around are these mountains, these natural defenses around the city of Jerusalem. And so, I mean, the, the people of Israel, they, we call them the God's chosen people because God walked with them in all these awesome ways. And so there's these natural defenses, which I'm sure the, the chosen people of God said, you know what, like, he's given us this city. Also, he's built these natural defenses around us. Like, that is the favor of God. So with that in mind, that context of the people walking in to the city of Jerusalem, surrounded by mountains, I'm going to read Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2, again, with that in mind. So let's, let's pretend together. This is imagination time. So we're walking. There's mountains all around us. And it says this, I lift up my eyes to the mountains, actual mountains around us. Where does my help come from? My help doesn't come from these natural defenses, these mountains. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, or the one who made these mountains. That's who my help comes from. And I think just like Israel, there are different things in our lives that can be mountains that we look to for help rather than to God. Is it, is it cool if, I, if, if I'm super vulnerable with you guys for a minute? Great, thank you for saying yes, because I would have to skip a whole section, and that would have been really inconvenient. So uh, this verse has been super meaningful to me, uh, because it served as a prayer in my own life. And that's because about four and a half years ago, I said uh, what has ended up being uh, hundreds of times saying this phrase, but for the first time I said, my name is Matt and I struggle with addiction. You see, in, in college, I entered a season where I, I hit a pretty hard depression. And because of that depression, there was, there was so much going on in my life that I didn't want to deal with that I wanted to escape from, that I started participating in this addiction. Because when I was participating in that addiction, I didn't have to think about the pain that I was feeling. I got to escape those things and pretend they weren't there, to push them down. And so that addiction continued to grow and my life continued to take root in my life and stuck with me for a long time into my ministry career where I, I was working at a couple different churches and actively addicted in the midst of working in that church. I went to seminary for a little bit and was actively addicted in the midst of, of my seminary education. I say seminary education. It was like three classes, but it sounds cooler if I just say seminary education. 
And then, actually, I came here to Heritage. I, I uh, came on staff here at Heritage, still actively addicted, but denying that it was something that was going on in my life. And I, I hit this point where I was fed up with the way that I was living. I was fed up with who I was, and I, I couldn't handle it anymore. And I was actually in this very room. Uh, we, we, it was the middle of the week. I think it was like a Wednesday. I was in this room. I was crying out to God. I think I kicked over several chairs. Paul, if you're hearing this, I'm sorry uh, for kicking chairs over. Uh, but it was a hard time, so... Uh, I was praying this prayer uh, in this space, crying out to God, and I prayed what ended up being an incredibly dangerous prayer. I prayed, God, I pray that you would take this away from me no matter what. No matter what. That was a really dumb prayer to pray. I should have prayed with a lot more specificity. Like, I pray that you would take this addiction away uh, miraculously and that I would also win the lottery. But I prayed this very dumb prayer of God no matter what because I was in a space where I was desperate and needed him. Within that same week of praying that prayer, my wife found evidence of my addiction. And I had to come face to face with the fact that I was an addict. I'm so grateful for uh, this woman who decided to stay with me in the midst of that who didn't leave me, but has been a support for me as I have gone through my own recovery journey, as I went through a 12-step program, as I have been working the last four and a half years to live a lifestyle of sobriety. And I had to come to this place where I realized I had been looking to my own mountain rather than to God. I'd been looking to something else than God for my help. I also had to come to the realization that I was already accepted and loved and cherished by God because the fact was that God didn't feel the same way about me that I felt about me. And praise God for that because I did not like myself in that time. But with that in mind, I want to actually ask you a question for us to consider this morning. What are the hills that you might be tempted to focus on? What are the hills that you might be tempted to focus on? It can be straight-up addictions like I have struggled with, like drugs, alcohol, pornography. It can be worry, like any time you turn on the news is this immediate adrenaline shot of worry. Or it can be really good things, like work is a good thing. I actually, after, uh, after starting to go through my recovery journey from one addiction, I actually picked up the addiction of work. And I would get my significance from work. I would get my worth from my work. And that's still something that I have to watch myself in today, that I don't become addicted to my work, to find my worth in the things that I do. We can also have hills of family, that we look to our, uh, our family or our status in our family. Like, I'm a great mom or dad as the source of our worth, as the source of our help. We can look to significance. But really, God is the one who is our help. None of our mountains can actually be a help to us. It is God who is our help. And can I be honest? Please say yes, because I've already been honest so far. And it would be really awkward if you said no at this point. 
Sometimes, uh, for me, I found that going to my hills for help, going to my mountains for help, can be easier as I'm thinking about it than going to God. Because, like, we talk about this, this, this comparison in Christianity a lot, where it's like uh, religion versus relationship, where there's this, uh, in religion, we look at, there's almost this set of rules, and you have to do things a certain way. In a relationship, we are accepted and loved by God. But for me, sometimes it's been easier to like almost have a religion mindset because relationship's kind of ambiguous and I can't control God. And that's scary. That's super scary. And also, God loves me no matter what. And in a religion mindset, when I do a wrong thing, God continues to love me even when I don't. And that also can be scary. But the truth is that God wants true freedom and true salvation for us. He truly wants to help and rescue us. So again, I want to ask you this question. What are the hills that you might be tempted to focus on as we go into 2022? And I want to invite you also to pray a dangerous prayer. And that is this, that you would ask God, as we enter this new year, that you would ask God to reveal the mountains that you might be looking to for your help. That is a scary prayer because he does. And then there's this thing that we find in our lives that we, we don't know what to do with sometimes. And the truth is that God wants us to bring those things before him, to surrender them to him. And I want to encourage you, if you pray that prayer, if you ask God to reveal to you the things in your life that you might be looking to for help other than him. I don't encourage you to not feel shame about those, but to know that that is God giving you this, this moment to give it to him because he can carry that with you. And he wants to do that. Also, uh, I want to speak to anyone who might be struggling like I did. Uh, with addiction. I mean, I actively have to, to work uh, my, my 12 steps. I have to actively work uh, my recovery journey every day. And it can be fairly exhausting to have this thing that you constantly are battling. But if, if you pray that prayer and God reveals to you uh, some sort of addiction, I, I want to encourage you to talk to one of our pastors because as people in general, we can't do life alone. But I found, especially as I was working through my 12 steps, as I've been working through my recovery journey, that trying to do it alone has never worked at all. In fact, it has gotten me to places where I went deeper into my addiction. Because the enemy wants us to live in isolation. So if you, if you find there's some sort of addiction that God reveals and you want to talk to one of our pastors, we would love to journey with you and to be able to help walk with you as you begin to surrender that to God. And I would encourage you all, like this, this verse, this Psalm 121 verses 1 and 2, this has been such a powerful verse for me to pray almost daily to say, God, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Is it the mountains that my help comes from? Is it my, my retirement that my help comes from? Is it my job that my help comes from? Is it my status in the community that my help comes from? Is it my addiction that my help comes from? 
No, that's not where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord, the one who made the mountains. So I want to invite you to stand. We're actually going to sing a a few more songs together. Would you stand with me? And I just want to declare some things over us. In 2022, I want us to declare things like, I'm standing not on politics or my own significance or my job or my income or the things that I can do for myself. My wisdom, my family, we're not going to stand on any of those things, but we can declare together that we are standing on the name of the one who breaks chains, the name of the one who frees the prisoner, the, the, the name of the one who brings the brokenhearted to himself and embraces us, the name of the one who calls us his sons and daughters, and the name of the one who calls us his. Would you pray with me? God, I thank you for the fact that you call us yours. That in the midst of times when we look to other things than you for our help, that you simply reach out your arms to us and offer embrace. God, you're good and you're awesome. We give you this morning, we give you this time, we ask you to work in ways that only you can, that you would work breakthrough. God, you are always faithful. You will always be faithful. Thank you for the ways that you work in and through us and the ways you're going to work in and through us. And I pray that you, again, would do things only you can. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.